Love is more than a feeling. Uh, listen to how the Bible describes love using words that are probably very familiar to you if you've ever been to a wedding in a church. From 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Do you see what I mean? Love is more than a feeling. In fact, the Apostle Paul, the way he describes it, he would say the question is not so much what is love, but what does love do? Love, love is as much an action too. And now since God's love is what provides us with the motivation and inspiration to love one another, understanding God's love is key. So what I want to do is I just want to walk through three beautiful passages that describe God's love for us to see what's involved with this special agape, selfless love. So the, the first passage is from John 3.16. You know it well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So what's involved with this love? What does this love do? This love gives. And it doesn't give its leftovers. It gives its most prized possession. God loved you so much that he gave his son. Why? Because he was seeking your ultimate good. He was seeking your salvation. This kind of love never asks the question, what about me? It only ever asks the question, what do they need right now? And so what can you give to your spouse today? Uh, the next passage I want to talk about is from, from uh, John as well, John 15, where Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And obviously he's talking about his love for us. So what's involved with this love? It has no boundaries. And it's willing to endure pain even. Jesus was willing to go all the way to the point of death on a cross for us. Uh, this love is substitutionary. It's willing to take someone else's pain so that they don't have to. Now, I think this one is kind of funny because um, when I think about this, I, I think I'd be willing to die for my wife, right? And all of the husbands out there, I believe you when you say that you would be willing to step in front of a bullet for your wife, you would be willing to give your life for her. I absolutely believe that. But the thing is, God doesn't ask most of us to do that. Instead, he gives us a whole bunch of little ways that we can show this kind of love or this aspect of that love. Let me just give you an illustration. So let's say that I want to meet with um, you as a couple. And, and I set up a meeting with your wife and, and uh, we make the appointment for, uh, we'll say, 6 o'clock. Okay? And, and then she's going to communicate that to you. Well, she accidentally tells you that the meeting's at 6.30. So on the night of the meeting, she and I are sitting in the office having small talk for half an hour and you show up at 6.30 and I say to you, well, why are you late? Uh, we had a meeting at 6.00. What would you say? Now, you could substitutionarily take her pain by just simply saying, oh, I'm sorry, Pastor, I was late. But what would you say? Oh, you would throw her under the bus in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? You would say, well, she told me 6.30. <laughs> God gives us so many little ways to live for the ones we claim to be willing to die for. And the third passage I want to look at is from Romans 5. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Did you catch that? N not while we were good Christians, not while we were good people, not even while we were showing steady improvement. No, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
This love is totally undeserved and unconditional. It, it doesn't depend on how um, lovable the person is. This love is willing to, to love even if the person doesn't deserve it. And so I'll leave you with this today. In any relationship, I want you to know that you have the ability to stop the downward spiral. See, what happens is this. Somebody behaves badly or says something hurtful, and then what does the other person do? They stoop to that level and they say something hurtful in response, and then this person feels vindicated, and then they continue the downward spiral. But you have the, you have the ability to stop that. What happens when bitterness meets grace and forgiveness? Well, it's really hard to be mad at someone who is trying to love you, right? What do you want to do for the person who is bending over backwards to do what's best for you and to love you? Well, you're going to want to respond in kind and the spiral can go up instead of down. What do you want to do for someone who's bending over backwards trying to do what's best for you? You're going to want to do, do the same back to them. And, and what kind of marriage will that be if you can perfectly do that? Well, that'll be a marriage made in heaven. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, bless our relationships with the love that you show us. Help our love to be giving, unconditional, and undeserved. In your name I pray. Amen. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thank you so much for investing your limited time in checking out our podcast. And we would love so many more people to be able to hear about Jesus and grow in their faith too. So I know you're busy and you've already given us your time and you're ready to grab your phone and check your apps, but could you do us one huge favor and rate and review this podcast? Because the more of you that rate and review, the more people who will hear about Jesus and the more people that hear about Jesus, the better life gets with God. So thanks for taking some time. We pray you have a blessed day and we'll talk to you soon.